When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do your same-sex fraternal twins look very much alike? Have you ever wondered if they are truly fraternal or perhaps they are identical? Or perhaps you've considered DNA testing but have reservations about the process or the outcome. Can the new knowledge change the twin relationship? Today, we're talking about DNA zygosity testing for twins. This is Twin Talks. The ultrasound shows your babies to be healthy. What? Did you say babies? You're huge. Are you having twins? Are they natural? Which one do you like better? Twins, huh? My neighbor's cousin's brother's uncle's a twin. So can they read each other's minds? How do you tell them apart? Twins? You got a two for one. Do twins run in your family? Double trouble. You're not having any more, are you? At least you're not Octomom. If you're pregnant with twins or you're an experienced twin parent, odds are you've heard it all before. Now it's time to hear from the experts. This is Twin Talks, Parenting Times 2. Well, welcome to Twin Talks, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. Twin Talks is your weekly online, on-the-go support group for expecting and new parents of twins. I'm your host, Christine Stewart-Fitzgerald. Have you heard about the Twin Talks Club? Our members get bonus content after each new show, plus special giveaways and discounts. Subscribe to our monthly Twin Talks newsletter and learn about the latest episodes available. Another way for you to stay connected is by downloading our free Twin Talks app. It's available in the Android, iTunes, and the Windows Marketplace. Well, let's get started and um, introduce ourselves. So um, here in the studio, we have with us today, uh, Sarah, you want to tell us a little bit about your you and your family? Yeah, uh, my name is Sarah Wigdor Roberts. I'm an attorney by trade. I have identical twin boys that I obviously underwent DNA zygosity testing to figure out that they were identical and they're our only children. All right. And with us, our producer, Sunny. Yeah. Hey, guys. So uh, I'm Sunny, and I'm producing today's show. And I have four kids of my own. And uh, my oldest is five. I have a three-year-old, and both of those are boys. And then I have identical twin girls who are two. And we knew, actually, probably five minutes after I found out I was uh, pregnant with the girls, they, they told me they were identical. So I was I was still really early on. It was about 11 weeks or something like that, so they could really see – that they were in the same um, placenta, sharing the same placenta. Oh, so they knew early yeah, on. Yeah, they did. All right. Mm-hmm. And today on the phone with us is Christina Baglevi-Tingloff, and she's the author and the editor of Talk About Twins. So tell us a little bit about your story. Hi there. Um, well, I'm a freelance writer and an author, and um, I've written a couple books on twins, including Parenting School-Age Twins and Multiples and Double Duty. I am the mother of three boys, fraternal twins who are in college right down there in San Diego, as well as a singleton who's a senior in high school. Wow. (laughs) You're a boy mom. (laughs) 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 All right. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey, (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. 
right. So before we uh, kick off our conversation today on DNA testing, um, I found a news headline. This is one of those stories. It's honestly, it's like really, it, it's it's an amazing story. It's almost like too hard to believe, like to wrap your head around this. But it had to do with cells and DNA a little bit. So I, I thought it was a good fit for this episode. So uh, the headline is man's unborn twin fathers his baby. Yeah. Okay. yeah, wrap your head around that. <laughs> okay. okay, so here's what happened. So there was a 34-year-old man, and he learned that he is a rare human chimera, chimera, C-H-I-M-E-R-A, oh. which means he absorbed his twin early in the womb. So mm-hmm. here's what happened. So this guy and his wife, apparently they live in Washington State, and they conceived their first baby through IVF with the help of a fertility clinic. And then when they learned that their new baby didn't have a blood type that matched either of theirs. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, lost Scandal. Ooh, you know. Scandal. Scandal. <laughs> um, so they thought that the clinic made a mistake, but the clinic – you know, checked everything and they're like, no, you're the only white male that we did this procedure on that day. So they were trying to figure out what the problem was. And as it turns out, um, it says it, an at-home paternity test confirmed their disturbing suspicion that the man was not the baby's father. A second test administered by a lab returned the same unsettling results. And as it turned out, the the blood type was actually from his twin that he absorbed. Does that make sense? So, yes. Yeah. So, I know it's really hard to kind of wrap your head around this. I mean, he didn't even know that he was a twin, mm-hmm. right? And in fact, the article actually says that it's believed that one in eight births start as a multiple pregnancy. And as far as this human chimera, I'm just going to pronounce it that way, is concerned, um, there's only 100 reports of it ever happening. So, he didn't know he right. was a twin. Very, rare. very, very rare. And then he goes to have a baby with his wife, and the blood isn't his or his. His wives and they're trying to figure out and it happens to be his twin that he never knew. I mean, seriously, this is soap opera stuff. <laughs> Isn't it? It's crazy. It's crazy. And it oh says it says everyone's just blown away by it. Like I'm blown away again just reading this article. Geneticists That's... are blown away by this. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That's weird. No, yeah. I mean I've heard about women carrying like DNA from they've had like male DNA because um you know, like for – I'm just trying to remember how it happened. Like breastfeeding mothers, it can – like they can get it yeah, from – Yeah, we've for, talked about that. that. Yeah. But I've never heard of like a man I having know. DNA from – And can you imagine it, it comes back and it says that, you know, you're just like, okay, someone made a mistake here. And then yeah. that's how you find out that you were a twin? Oh. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. <laughs> so now everyone's going to be thinking about that the rest of the day. <laughs> how does that happen? I'll post the link um, on our Facebook page so you guys can check out the article. Well, we're here today with our twin expert, Christina Baglevi-Tingloff, who has authored several books about twins, and she's here to talk about the DNA testing of twins. So I know um, you've written a couple articles and blogs, and we've you know, talked about DNA testing. And I think, actually, I think I was on your one of your subjects yes, in your yes, article. Yes, I interviewed you for one of my articles. <laughs> yeah, that's how we connected. <laughs> yes. So, so I mean, is is this idea of having like kind of like a misdiagnosed twin zygosity, does that seem to be common from your experience in talking to families? Well, they say about... 15% of identical twins think they're fraternal. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, I'm, I mean, that's pretty sizable, I would say. 
Yeah, yeah. So that's and and I think that um now now I'm going to guess and kind of going up. I mean that there's a lot of misconceptions both from yeah. parents and then that even the doctors themselves. Right. I don't know, but wh- well, why does I it happen? It, I think it starts with the doctor mm-hmm. because a lot of doctors are not well versed in twinning and the physiology surrounding it. For instance, when you talk about twins, there are about 25% of identical twins who actually have separate placentas. But some doctors don't realize that and they think, oh, two different placentas, they have to be fraternal. So they tell the moms that and the dads that. And when the twins are born, the, you know, the parents just accept it and go on with life. And that's how we put so much stock in what our doctor says. And some people just don't go ahead and investigate themselves, that they just take what the doctor says is the truth. But really, the doctor may not be well-versed in what's going on either. Oh, right. No, exactly. And, you know, I think, you know, just for you know our listeners, I think we, maybe we can take a little refresher course on, on talking about the different kinds of twins. So we can have yeah. the, I mean, because, you know, we hear sometimes we hear die, die, mono, die. And like, wait, right. what does that all mean? So, um, right. yeah. Well, it's, it gets a little confusing, but monozygotic means identical twins and dizygotic means fraternal twins. Mono meaning one, die meaning two. So when there's one egg fertilized by one sperm, that results in a identical twin or monozygotic twin, two eggs, two sperms, fraternal or dizygotic. But then it gets complicated because with identical twins, then there are sometimes, as you just pointed out, that normally twins have two separate chorions and two separate amniotic sacs. And that's the term that we uh, coin dichorionic, diamniotic, and that's the majority of twins. So identical twins as well as fraternal twins. Mm-hmm. But then with identical twins, it can be monochorionic and diamnionic, meaning that the monochorionic twins share the same placenta, but they have two amniotic sacs. Mm-hmm. And then the third kind is the monochorionic twins that they share one amniotic sac. Uh, and right. so and that's, that's very where the rare. confusion gets with doctors. You know, they don't exactly, they're not well-versed in this area. So maybe the doctors are kind of thinking that the majority of identical twins either share a, a, an amniotic sac or a placenta. Exactly. Okay. And that's not always the case because some identical twins, uh, the majority of identical twins, I should say, have separate uh, chorions and separate amniotic sacs. I think it's about 25% actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think I've heard that it's kind of an even evenly split that yes, something like 40% of all identicals have their own placenta. And then, yeah, so then that's the doctors just automatically assume if, oh, if you have the same placenta, then, oh, you're fraternal. Well, the thing, the way it was explained to me is that it's really hard to determine um, what, you know, as far as you being in separate sex or whatever after a certain point. Like the earlier you are in the pregnancy, the easier it is to be able to determine that. So if they they write it off in the beginning as, you know, it's fraternal set and then that's what you're told. And then, you know, before you know you're in your third trimester, then it's really hard to tell. Yeah, exactly. And so a lot of women, especially if you're younger, they don't get into the doctor right away. Or if you're not expecting to be pregnant, they don't get to the doctor right away. Whereas myself, I was in the doctor's office at six weeks. 
because I was trying to get pregnant. And so you make a very valid point there that it's much easier to see the division when an ultrasound when um, you are very early in the pregnancy. And the later in the pregnancy, it's harder to see many things because the twins begin to crowd the womb. Right. Mm-hmm. Wow. I know, you know, and I had that experience too. For me, I was um, at the eight week, you know, the first appointment. Um, I remember, of course, the the ultrasound and of course, oh, there's two in there, you know, and that whole thing. Um, but then I remember, you know, my doctor telling me, oh, yeah, well, there's a really strong, you know, division talking about the sac. So, well, so that must have been early on. So they they're, you know, we're 90% sure they're fraternal. Right. And then, of course, it turned wrong. out. Differently, didn't it? Yes, right. right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I don't know. How about Sarah? For you, what was what was that, that initial appointment? I mean, how did they describe? <laughs> well, I mean, after she said there's two, I kind of went black. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I mean, I just had it with the nurse practitioner, which was my practice's standards. Your first appointment, you did an ultrasound, you had a nurse practitioner. We didn't go into any of the fraternal, identical, anything like that. It was really my my curiosity and my Googling, mm-hmm. you know, I'm Google educated on this, <laughs> where I tried figuring out what would be the possibilities. And really, it wasn't until after I found out the genders that I really was curious whether or not I'd have identical or fraternal. Wow. Right. And another thing that's interesting, too, when in talking about like when the when the babies come home, identical twins often look very dissimilar when they're born. And then they grow up to look more similar, whereas fraternal twins, it's the opposite. When fraternal twins are born, they often look a lot more alike, and when they grow up, begin to change. So that, once again, when you bring two babies home and you say, well, they look so different, how could they possibly be identical? Well, that's actually what happened with my boys, is I was stone convinced they were fraternal, because when... (laughs) I had them. We brought them home. We had no problems telling them apart. It was right. very clearly, you know, this one's this one, this one's that one. And it wasn't until about six months that the thought even crossed my mind that they could be identical. Hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I kind of the same thing. And of course, we we could cheat a little bit because one of my girls had the little, you know, the stork bite on her abdomen. So, you know, that oh, well, you know, they're they're different and and I could see the the difference in their faces as well. So, now I think you raise a really good point that like for me being told that they were fraternal, I I just right. never even considered it. And I and I had a few people say, "Well, you know, they look like they're very similar. Are you sure they're not identical? Oh, no, no, no. They just look alike. <laughs> right. And then you were probably, you got so used to it, too. And it's, they say one of the, the deciding factors is that one of the, there's usually a questionnaire. And they say, one of the questions is, do other people often mistake your twins? And if the answer is yes, you might want to consider DNA <laughs> testing. Because as a parent, you do see the little subtle differences in your twins. So therefore, you wouldn't be so prone to say, oh, they're identical. Whereas other people who don't see your twins so often look at them and go, oh, my God, they look so much alike. How can you tell them apart? (laughs) No, that's very true. Now, you know, I'm wondering, Now, I I have heard sometimes for... I don't know, say higher risk pregnancies that there have been tests at birth to determine whether the twins are fraternal or identical. So um, yeah, blood tests, but I think that's really the, the best way to tell if twins are identical or fraternal. I don't know if it's 
standard, though, that they do that at birth. I would think you'd have to ask for it. It's probably an expensive test. But obviously, as they get older, there are those kits on the market now, the DNA test, that they just do a cotton swab on the inside of the baby's mouth. And those are very accurate. Mm-hmm. Right, right. No, definitely. And I, because th- I think that with the blood test, and that's kind of what led us to doing the do DNA testing was just we found we looked at the birth records, and the blood test. Um, it it said that oh they're A and one was you know A positive and one it was sort of I think they were in a hurry and they forgot to put positive negative. <laughs> but we thought well okay the the you know the blood test or you know the blood type is the same, so therefore the possibility could be that they may be identical. I mean, obviously, if the blood type was different, then that would eliminate the possibility, you know, of, of being see. identical. Yeah. yeah. So that was kind of Absolutely. what led us to say, well, we, we need we need to kind of think about this. <laughs> well, with mine, my husband and I have the same blood type. So we kind of just uh, bypass that step yeah, knowing yeah. how that would end up. When we come back, we're going to talk about um, using the actual DNA testing to determine twin zygosity. Well, welcome back. Today, we're talking with Christina Baglevi-Tingloff about DNA testing to determine if twins are identical or fraternal. So uh, I think we, we mentioned about this, the new DNA testing. So maybe you can describe a little bit more about, you know, what it is and, and also why is, is DNA a determining factor? Well, don't forget, the science doesn't lie. So that's <laughs> the DNA is the determining factor for sure. There are several companies out there that you base, it's very simple you can i think it's around $100 to 150 you can order a kit and it arrives in the mail and you just basically swab the inside of your baby's mouths and then you send back the sample and within 2 weeks you'll get your results most companies test for about i think it's 15 or 16 different... Um, like genetic you know, markers or... Thank you. Genetic <laughs> markers. Those were the words I'm looking for. Exactly. And if all of them match, then your twins are identical. Um, even if one or two don't match up, they're not identical. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's pretty straightforward. There's not a lot of, well, maybe they are. No, it's very definitive. Wow. And I think, you know, that was kind of what we went through too. We just got the kit, swabbed their their mouth and turned it in. And then I think we got an, an, an online report within, I think, just over a week. It was pretty, pretty quick. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I had a very similar experience. Just found a place online. And I just remember like we had to do two swabs each kid just to make sure you didn't mess up. Mm-hmm. And yeah, got an email with the results. So it was pretty quick and pretty painless. <laughs> And I'm sure very surprising. What was interesting was that we had opened it up to an online poll for our family and friends as to whether or not they would be identical or fraternal. My husband and I still swore they would be fraternal because we look at them and see the differences. And the vast majority of our family and friends thought they would be identical. Well, isn't that funny? That's what we were just saying before. Exactly. That's interesting. Hmm. So I I actually have a question for everyone that had the test done. So besides, and I I get this, I totally get this, but besides it being just enormous like curiosity factor, were there like medical reasons or what was your reasoning for wanting to know with 100% certainty what your twins were, Christine? You know, I know I think for me, I had heard from a number of outside folks, like in, you know, from the local twins club, those who had identical twins of their own. 
And I think they were some of the ones that really pointed out and said, you know, they really look alike, right. you know, and, and I think it was, I don't know if I'd say it was the curiosity, but I just felt like, okay, this is something we just need to resolve. You know, yeah. I just want to yeah. know yeah. Like, going forward. And I thought, well, you know, there might be some benefit maybe from a health standpoint right. yeah. that, um, you know, if we know if one has some propensity for something, then the other one sure. you know, probably would. So I just thought, let's just solve the question. <laughs> Sarah was the same thing? Yeah, very similar. I mean, a lot of it was curiosity. A lot of it was I wanted an answer when the strangers on the street would say, <laughs> yes! I tell Claire Fraternal. I mean, I, I've i actually gotten it into verbal arguments when they were really little with people going, no, they're identical. It's like, no, they're fraternal. So I wanted a definitive answer. But, you know, back my mind, if something health related comes sure. up, I want to already have that answer. That's smart. Yeah, yeah. And is that the kind of what the, the reasons you saw, Christina, when you've interviewed families for your article? Absolutely. And um, people just want to know. And, and, and when you think about it, the twins should know. I mean, because we, we do all this research about our family history and our family roots. And my goodness, the, the twin bond, um, whether you're identical or fraternal, that, that is who you are. That's part of who you are. I would think it would be very important for twins to know one way or the other. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I have to say, I think, you know, talking about sort of when, now that I know that they're, they were about 18 months old when, when we did the test. And, um, and, you know, and I, I've wondered, you know, does it change? That was kind of one of the things I want to, you know, is it going to change my view of them? I don't know if it's so much change, but I just feel a little bit more informed because I read all these studies mm-hmm. about the different twin types and, you know, fraternal and, and identical. They say, well, in this case, you know, maybe identicals have a more propensity for, you know, something. So I feel like it just, I feel like I'm better prepared knowing that. All makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Now, I don't know. In, in the families you talked to, um, did you find that they, you know, they changed their interaction, you know, with the twins or the, or the twins relationship in any way? I'm not sure about that, but I just think exactly what you were saying that parents claim that they was more of like a aha. Moment that that it all just made sense to them that it all all the puzzle pieces were now put together and they go oh well that's why so it was just more that it 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 just it made sense it just made sense mm-hmm. so we didn't have any any families that were maybe either really disappointed that we thought we were fraternal but we're really not you know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't think so because don't forget too, identical twins are genetically more bonded mm-hmm. than fraternal twins. So I'm sure the relationships between the identical twins, you know, it just once they found out, oh, that's why we're so close. Well, that's why we feel so at ease with each other. That's why. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. No, and I, I can only imagine that, especially for adult twins too as they get to be older you know probably be more reassuring for them to know and i don't know if if in your experience if you talk to adult twins who were tested because i I mean what dna testing it's only been around for i don't know (laughs) not that long (laughs) well it's mostly younger twins that i'm in contact with but on occasion i went to um a couple of years ago, I went to a, um, a genetic conference, and it was all about twinning. And one of the doctors was explaining that for years, they thought their daughters were uh, fraternal. And he came upon a colleague who was doing some, some testing of twins for whatever reason. And this second doctor 
convinced the first doctor to get his daughters tested. And they were in their 20s when they found out that they were identical twins. And so, and he just explained like everybody else that it was, it just, then it was one of those moments like, ah, okay, well, now it makes sense. <laughs> you know, and I think part of it is too, we as parents, like we, we feel, and, and I guess we should, we should know our children better than anybody mm-hmm. else, right? And this is a, like you guys were talking about, this is a really big chunk of information that's an unknown or could be an unknown. So if you're supposed to know your child or your children better than anyone else, I would imagine, you know, that, that this is that missing piece that you're just like, how, how do I do that if I don't even know what kind of twin they are? Right. You know what I mean? So I, I think a lot of that's just needing to know because we're the parents. We yeah. should know this stuff, we right? Should. Yeah, and have that so. intimate relationship with right. them. Yeah. Right. Now, you know, I will throw out another thing that when we found out they were identical, for me personally, um, it gave me a sense of reassurance because, um, you know, my husband and I thought, well, you know, do we want to have more kids? And no, I mean, I'm this, is, this is a true story. So I was already the advanced maternal age, right? And I'm thinking, okay, if they were fraternal twins, then what's my chances of having another set of twins? Well, that's right? why Michaela was born, as you yes. found out they were identical. Exactly. And probably we're not going to have twins well, again. That's a good point. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So That's I thought, well, yeah, my odds were the same of having, you know, tw- I mean, when you have identical, then it's no higher than anybody yeah, else right. having identical or having twins. So I thought, okay, I, I think I'm pretty safe. <laughs> so you rolled the dice again. I yeah. I did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, no, I guess, you know, not a lot of our last question here, I was gonna, wanted to think about, no, are there any families that you've talked to who thought about having DNA testing and they decided not to like they just didn't want to know they elected not no. to no I just think it's one of those things where some families say oh, we will get around to it you know well you know one of these days yeah we'll do it we'll do it. we mean to do it we want to do it I come across a lot of that because whenever I see twins that look alike in my day-to-day life I always ask and if and if and part of me um, I'm thinking of a couple of families in particular. You know, he's, I always ask, are, are you going to test them? Because they kind of <laughs> look alike. Yeah, we'll get to it one of these days. Some families, it's very important. It's, you know, top priority. And other families, they're curious. But, you know, for whatever reason, maybe financial or it's just one of those things that, you know, they'll get to it. Yeah, they'll get to it I mean, someday. That makes sense, though, because if you if if they're older and they've already, you know, they have an established life, like what would it really change at that point? You know what I mean? Maybe the medical side of things, you know, if someone was having a condition and you might want to know that. But if your life is already I'm, – I'm thinking of like grown, grown mm-hmm. adult, right. you know, twins. That, you know, it, it's different than your twins were just born. They had their whole lives ahead of them and you don't know what's going to come their right. way. You know, it's another thing when, you know, half your life – you know, is over. That's right, horrible. Right. But you know what I mean? Like you're not, you're not a spring chicken anymore, you know? But I guess I have to wonder though, I mean, as adults, you know, maybe they don't want to change the relationship that they have. That's maybe they're, saying, they're yeah. afraid of it, you know, changing. Or they're happy some, with whatever yeah. it is. Like why would, you know, knowing if we're fraternal or identical, that wouldn't change anything. So maybe it's just wanting to keep status quo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they like status quo. And they Could be. Yeah. yeah. I love how we're speculating on what all these kids. <laughs> I think they want this. I think they. <laughs> there you go. I, I know. You know. I was thinking about you know the story that um, 
came out uh, not too long ago. It was in the New York Times um, where I think uh, Nancy Siegel went to South America and found the two sets of identical twins who had been switched at birth. Oh, God. And so I think, you know, I think they're grown. They're Uh in their 20s. And they thought that they they had grown up with a fraternal twin their whole lives, or so they thought. And then I I don't remember what sparked it, but they found out, I think it was through DNA testing, that they were not genetically related to the other, (gasps) the twin that they thought was their brother. That's crazy. Yeah. And so then... Several (laughs) of those families. Oh, Oh, gosh. That's sad. It is. But they were reunited with their identical brother. Yeah. But it was but it was dark because their lives were so radically different that they they I think they felt closer to their let's just say adoptive family than they did to their identical twin brother. Of course. You don't know that other person. Yeah. Yeah, That's crazy. (laughs) In the case that you're you're talking about. Um, I saw that as well, and um, it was just a mutual friend who said, "Hey, yes. you know, you you look like so and so, a friend of mine," and that's how the ball began rolling on that one. Wow. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Thanks so much to Christina and our parents for joining us today. And be sure to visit our episode page on our website for more information about DNA testing, as well as links to additional resources. This conversation continues for members of our Twin Talks Club. And after the show, we'll talk about the decision-making process for families in getting tested. And so for more information about the Twin Talks Club, visit our website, newmommymedia.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Okay, so before we wrap up today's show, uh, I do have a twin oops story for you. So as you guys know, those of you who have been listening to our show for a while, we have a segment called Twin Oops where you guys can share your funny twin moments. And I posted something on Facebook um, for Multiples of America for their club, and I got a bunch of responses, and this one comes from Joanna. So we were talking earlier in the show about you know twins, whether they are identical or fraternal, looking a lot alike. So I thought this was um, a good story from Joanna. Joanna says, my twins are identical, and I wasn't able to tell them apart so much when they were smaller. One time during a nighttime feeding, while I was still half asleep, I dragged myself out of bed to make some bottles. So I came back and the twins started to feed away. Um, Then as one twin was done, I burped him, changed him, and placed him back down in the crib to go back to sleep. Then the other twin starts to wake up and I go grab the other bottle. As I come back, both twins are awake and I grab one and start to feed him. Then a few minutes later, the other twin starts to scream and cry in the crib. And I think to myself, why is he crying? I just fed him. So I get back up and I go and check and I realize that I picked up the same twin (laughs) 
it. I'd already fed before you knew this where this was going. And I left the other one that hadn't had the bottle in his crib. And then she goes, I was now more awake and I was so mortified. I didn't realize which twin was which. And now that they're six months, um, they have some more smaller differences and she can tell who is who. <laughs> I've heard stories like this. Yes. And you're like, I mean, because you're so tired. You're sleep deprived anyways. Oh, yeah. yeah. Honestly, I don't care if they're identicals or fraternals. I would mix up fraternals <laughs> in the middle of the night that look nothing alike. They're right. small, tiny things in a crib. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You don't have to look at them. They're just, you're oh, dumb. it's a baby. Yeah. <laughs> So, Joanna, thanks so much for sending this in. And if you guys have a funny twin oops, um, please send us a voicemail or um, you can just uh, go to our website at newmommymedia.com and email us. Well, that wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to Twin Talks. Don't forget to check out our sister show, Preggy Pals, for expecting parents, our show, The Boob Group, for moms who breastfeed their babies, Parent Savers, your parenting resource on the go, and our newest show, Newbies, for new parents. This is Twin Talks, parenting times two. This has been a New Mommy Media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. How would you like to have your own show on the New Mommy Media Network? We're expanding our lineup and looking for great content. If you're a business or organization interested in learning more about our co-branded podcasts, visit our website at newmommymedia.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.